wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. That time of the year again, folks. We're back here on Wrestle Rant Radio. Days out from Survivor Series Week and NXT Takeover War Games 3 on Saturday, Survivor Series 2019 on Sunday. And as always, as we do for every single Big Four pay per view on Wrestle Rant Radio, we're bringing on back the icon, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Marceau. RJ, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me back, GSM. And uh, we're going to have you on next month as well, already confirmed. You're going to be back on the show within one month. You're going to be on the show a lot coming up. So we have this show here today. We have the Royal Rumble predictions per usual in two months. But before that, next month, you already confirmed it, the 2019 WWE NXT Year in Review Award. So a lot coming up down the pike. Sounds good. No AEW? Actually, that's a good question. Should I switch it up with AEW this year? I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like you could, like, intertwine it. You know what the funny thing is? Is that this would be, I think, maybe the seventh year that I've been doing it. Maybe the eighth. I don't remember. Dating back to 2013, so it's been at least since then. But that first year that I did it, um, I incorporated TNA. But n- it didn't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not, not only did it not win anything, legit, like, almost nobody voted for TNA because no one was watching at that point. No one's watching now, but that was even the case seven years ago or six years ago, too, you know? It's funny. Yep. And uh, nothing has changed. But more people now, obviously, as you've seen on Twitter, RJ, a lot more people are watching AEW than NXT. You know, if those viewership yep. numbers are any indication, a lot more fans are way more passionate about AEW than NXT. Do you find that as well? Or at least the WWE, the WWE product in the hall, I should say. I guess I would say, like, I don't know, they have, like, their niche audience, but, like, I think it's just, like, people are just, like, all over that. It's a new thing. I don't think it's, like, I don't know. No, I understand what you're saying, but I do got to bring this up, though, because we're recording this on Tuesday, so a lot of the stuff that we'll be breaking down here might change between now and Saturday, between now and Sunday, as far as takeover matches, you know, go, and matches that are added, and Survivor Series matches that change, whatever. There's a lot about both cards that we still don't know yet, but as of this recording, Tuesday evening, we're fresh off of this thing from Monday night, uh, this Twitter beef between, not even really CM Punk, CM Punk started by tagging Tony Khan in that tweet, He responded, uh, taking a shot at WWE for the Saudi Arabia thing. Randy Orton interjected himself. And then as of like 20 minutes ago, dude, I'm sure you haven't seen this yet, Brandy Rhodes had to get interjected in this whole thing too because, of course, Brandy Rhodes always has to have a say in everything. So she had responded to Tony saying, um, I guess after he responded to Randy about saying the N-word on his live stream or whatever, he ended that tweet with that. Um, last night before Raw, and Brandy Rhodes said, oh, that's a TKO win for Tony, whatever, and then Charlotte responded to Brandy, saying, please, dot, 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 and then Brandy responds to Charlotte with the clown emoji, so a um, lot going on right now between the two companies outside of just the fans. 
was dumb that was at least like him like he like has somewhat of a leeway because he like was in wwe yeah like brandy i wouldn't even really count because she was like a ring announcer and no but like it's just like i hate like when like the young bucks or like someone that's never been wwe like brings up like you never were there so like why do you have any say to like why would you like why are you saying anything you weren't even there Mm mm-hmm was the Saudi shot really necessary? I don't know if it was on this week's BT. I think it was last week. It when, was last week. Yeah. Was that really necessary? I mean, come on. I mean, I, I get a good laugh out of most of the stuff they do, but that just kind of seems stupid. Yeah, they just need to start. Just worry about yourself. Like, don't worry about WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, worry about yourself. It just it just seems very WCW-esque. Like, they just can't not mention WWE stuff. Like, get over it. Just... <laughs> Just put forth the best possible product, and then we won't have to worry. Yeah. Don't worry about them. Exactly. It makes absolutely no sense. But that's AEW. Today we're talking all about NXT and WWE Survivor Series, starting with uh, with Takeover War Games three on Saturday. We got to go through uh, quickly through these matches, just because there's a lot on on tap for Survivor Series on Sunday. Um, but as of this recording, there are three matches advertised for the show. I believe four, but looking at Wikipedia, it says there is only three. I'll get to the fourth match after this. Um, but again, there's teams that aren't confirmed yet, and this is before NXT, so the fourth member of Team Ciampa has not been confirmed yet. The women's team might change. Who knows? But first and foremost, we have Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle one-on-one for the first time ever. Um, I believe Matt Riddle just started wrestling in 2014, just as Finn Balor was signed by NXT. So this is the very first time they're going one-on-one. Of course, it was supposed to be Finn and Johnny Gargano. Gargano got legit hurt out of TakeOver weekend. I would love to see that save for uh, WrestleMania weekend, if possible. But we got Riddle, Balor, one-on-one. Who wins, RJ? Uh, Finn Balor has to win here. It's, I think it's his first match since coming back to NXT. Um, I mean, why would he lose? I think... It's not the real planned match, so I, I would assume Riddle is probably supposed to be in the War Games match, but I, I would definitely say uh, Finn Balor wins here. Yeah, it seems like Matt Riddle's kind of the babyface version of Roderick Strong, and that then kind of put him in there with pretty much anybody, either to take the fall or to make someone else look good, whether it's an Adam Cole or a Killian Dane, Velveteen Dream, Cassius Ono, the list goes on and on. Um, and it doesn't really seem like Finn Balor's much different. Of course, Finn Balor, like you said, first match back on the black and gold brand as a heel. He's been doing great work as a heel since turning about a month ago. Uh, no reason for him to lose here. Matt Riddle could use the win, but I think Finn Balor losing at this point would be a real mistake. So Finn Balor going over seems only academic. Um, our first of two War Games matches, we'll begin with the men because I would like to see the women main event. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, but first, we have the Undisputed Era, that being Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong, all champions, taking on the four-man team of Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and Matt Riddle was supposed to be in the match, got bumped due to the Johnny Gargano thing. We still don't know as of right now the fourth member. Um, of course, it doesn't really matter by the time this comes out. I would assume it's either... Isaiah Swerve Scott, I mean, I think Kushida's still hurt. Um, Gargano would be a shocker just because he is a legit hurt. Uh, I'm not really sure who else it could be. Velveteen Dream, I think, is also still hurt, so I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I guess we'll soon see. But um, definitely won't be Jordan Miles. But either way, I got the... <laughs> 
<laughs> I've got Team Champa going over here just because I think Undisputed Era are one and one in War Games matches, and Champa is just coming back off of injury. He needs the win here to kind of set himself up for an NXT Championship match for down the road. So uh, first four again, it doesn't really matter at this point. But first and foremost, who do you see being the four, uh, the fourth member of Team Champa, and who do you have going over here? Um, I think I don't think you named a Pete. That would be an interesting fourth. Person oh, I there. did not. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, the other people that you named as well. I could, I honestly was thinking about it. I'm like, who else could they have? And I honestly had trouble thinking of other people. Mm-hmm. They don't really have that many other baby faces right now that you could put in it. Um, but I would agree. I think Team Chompa should win. I think he's obviously the guy that's going to contend for the title next. And I mean, you can't just have him lose and then say, "Oh, you're going to contend for the title now." So mm-hmm. I think I think Chompa Chompa is the the right answer, and uh, his team will win. So of the two War Games matches, which one main events, men or women? Women. Women? Yeah, I would agree. I think I mean, like, the women should main event. I don't know if they will, but I think the women should. Yeah. I think the story between the women makes War Games mean more than the men. The men, they kind of, I mean, obviously, they, they, it's it's kind of for the men. It feels like oh, it's November again, time for War Games. Mm-hmm. The women, I feel like, actually had a story built in that like. War Games is actually necessary. Yeah, no, absolutely. This might be the only time we ever get a women's War Games in NXT, just because the division is stronger now than it's ever been, probably stronger than it ever will be. Who knows? But uh, that that's shaping up to be a great match. We'll get to that in a moment. But um, we had another match added to the card as of this afternoon, as of Tuesday. So I got to crush your dreams on the Pete Dunn front here, because we got a match announcement for Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane and a triple threat match on Saturday. Now, it's not just a random triple threat match either, which I thought it would be, which is fine. I mean, they have bad blood. They have beef. Um, should be a good match. But it was announced earlier today that the winner of that triple threat match will become the new number one contender to the NXT Championship. And not only that, they will contend for the NXT Championship against Adam Cole on Survivor Series Sunday, which is really cool because I thought Adam Cole would lead his own crew against Team Raw, Team SmackDown in the 5-on-5-on-5 Survivor Series elimination match. I guess not. Um, It wouldn't make any sense anyway because he would be teaming with Ciampa and Lee and and Riddle, which would make no sense. So I'm glad that's not happening. Um, But the winner of this match will face Cole for the title on Sunday. With that being said, RJ, who wins here, Dunn, Dane, or Damian? You catch that, Mr. Marceau? I heard it, but like cut out at the end. Um, Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I was just saying Damien Dunn or um uh, or whoever the third person is, Dane. Yeah, <laughs> Dane Dunn and Priest. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You said Dane twice. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm sorry, Dane um, Dunn I, I and Damien. <laughs> A lot of D's. <laughs> I'd probably say uh, Pete Dunn would probably be the most uh, the most likely to win there. I mean. Cole versus Priest, no thank you. Cole versus Dane, no thank you. Dunn is like a bigger name, and for a WWE pay-per-view, I think that would make the most sense, and they would have the best match out of all three of them, so it makes sense to have a good match on the WWE pay-per-view to show like kind of what NXT is about. Um, so I'd say Pete Dunn. Yeah, for sure, and they should have great chemistry, too. We'll get to that in the Survivor Series predictions, but I agree, Pete Dunn makes the most sense, and um, he does have history with uh, Cole from last year over that championship, so it would be cool to see them rekindle that rivalry. Uh, before we get to what we think should be the main event, I ask this every fucking time, RJ. Do we see anyone pop up in the crowd on Saturday? Again, certainly will not be Jordan Miles um, or Orny Larkin, according to reports that he requested his release. Aside from those two, um, anyone that you could see possibly showing up in the crowd on Saturday, RJ? Uh, fuck, I, you ask me this every time, and I never remember to fucking... 
do any research. <laughs> yeah, about who might be coming in, yeah. Honestly, I have fucking no clue. Well, I would say a bunch of old-timers. There you go. Okay. Well, Kevin Owens is almost always in the audience, but I would say that doesn't really make much sense for this show just because it's it's brand supremacy the very next night. So, And he also got his ass kicked by uh, by Undisputed Air on Raw this week, so that wouldn't really make much sense. Um, they did just announce the signings of two new women's wrestlers, Indy Hartwell, who's from like the Australian wrestling scene, I think, and also has wrestled here in the States, but also Scarlett Bardot. Could we see her on Saturday? possible she finally got signed killer cross is still at a uh he's still a question mark i think he's still an impact or holding him hostage or whatever so we won't be seeing him anytime soon the guy will be 55 by the time they let him go um i'm trying to think of other like free agents right now that might be eyeing a jump to wwe oh what about um john morrison any chance of him showing up i mean it's possible i thought people said he signed but i mean i haven't seen any like a look of the guy so i mean it's possible but i don't know yeah, I haven't heard any update on him. The, the news broke two months ago from all these credible sources that he was headed back to WWE. That was two months ago, dude. And we've heard literally nothing on that front since then, which is weird. I thought they might be holding out till the draft or until after a certain show. Maybe they are, but I don't know. And wasn't it you that had said NXT in the first place? I mean, it would make sense if he goes to NXT. I mean, yeah, uh, he's kind of done a lot. He's pretty much done everything in WWE. He has to win the main title, so yeah, like him intercontinental champion for like the twentieth time. Like who cares? <laughs> for a title that means nothing anyway. So yeah, I think NXT would be a good landing spot for him. It kind of taken the place of what Drew McIntyre was a couple years ago to NXT. Uh, but we get to the main event: Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim taking on Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair. And the NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray. This match has been built up beautifully. Um, they have a lot of great storytelling here. You also got to consider the X Factor of Dakota Kai, one of our favorites. Um, she will not be officially involved in the match as of right now. Um, I don't know if she'll interfere or go heel after the fact. I do think all roads do lead to a heel turn from Dakota Kai. There were rumblings that she was responsible for the beatdowns that took place in NXT last week. I don't think that was the case. I thought it was Bailey, but maybe that was just my own twisted thinking i'm not sure but um still this match should be amazing a lot of stories intertwining here and it should be a really really good match so uh your thoughts rj on the match itself who do you see winning and dakota kai's role in all of this um i think this is uh it's gonna be a really good match i think uh like you said they built the story up really well between all the women involved i mean kaylee ray is kind of random but i mean i feel like she did her part last week and I mean, I had, I was kind of marking out. I wasn't even sure who it was until, <laughs> uh, until I saw, I saw the belt. But then I was like, it was. I think it had a, it has a white strap. So mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown both have the same belt. So I mean, at first I was like, wait, is that like someone? And then I saw it was her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think besides her, I think everyone else kind of has an intertwined story, and uh, I think it should be a really good match. I, I, I would say, I feel, for, I feel like. Um, Team Baszler is going to win. I obviously see the two, two uh, Shafir and Duke interfering as well. As, I feel like Kai will try to like help, but then at the end just screw over um, Team Ripley, mm-hmm. and then she'll just go heel, and then she'll face with uh, Tegan Knox. Yeah, I haven't seen any. I don't think I've seen a match in recent memory where Shayna lost, whether it be a tag team match, she singles match, whatever. <laughs> What'd you say? She never loses. That's the thing. I feel like if I say here, dude, that she's going to lose, then she's going to win. Like, every single time we do these fucking predictions, I literally... We've been predicting her to lose for a year now. She's lost. (laughs) 
She's like the cockroach of NXT, and I love Shayna, but it's just funny that we always predict against her winning, and then she always she always wins. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. Uh, I'm going to say Team Shayna wins here as well, and then watch like Team Ripley win. I, I would not be shocked, but uh, I mean, she is over a year in as the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, we have another, I don't know if the next takeover is scheduled for Rumble Weekend. There were rumblings that there wasn't going to be one happening that weekend for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, but okay, obviously it won't be on this show, but who do you think would be the right person to take that title from Shayna at this point in time? Um, I mean, they have so many great women. We've been discussing this a lot via text. I mean, they have a ton of good women. I think the story that they're going with now, it's probably going to be Rhea. Um, I'm not a huge fan of hers compared to everyone else, but I mean, she does play the part well and I, I feel like that's where they're going to go next, but I mean, they, I kind of feel like they have the same with Tegan, but I feel like they could have her versus Dakota as like a non-title singles feud. Mm-hmm. But then you also have EO and, you know, Belair and Candice. I mean, they have a ton of women that like, they just, I feel like they're just going to come to a point they just don't really have a lot for them to do. Mm-hmm. That's like main worthy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say Rhea, but I mean, I've been saying for over a year that she was going to lose the title to all these different people, and she never did. So, <laughs> I mean, I think the only person, like, Rhea's the only one that makes sense um, at this point. But, I mean, like, they were teasing that Bianca wanted to go for the title, and Io wanted to go for the title, and obviously mm-hmm. Tegan Knox wants to go for the title. So, I mean, they've had a ton of people, like, at least tease or say, like, they're looking for a title shot. So I'm assuming after TakeOver, they'll probably do, like, some kind of, maybe, like, a four-way or some kind of, some kind of match to determine a number one contender because, I mean, EO hasn't lost recently. Bianca hasn't really lost. Same with Ripley. And, I mean, I, I would say they do some kind of title contender match. Rhea wins and then she faces Baszler at the next takeover. Mm-hmm. Or even on TV itself. But um, I think she's kind of like getting groomed right now to be the next challenger. Bonus question, as a women's wrestling aficionado, who right now, I was discussing this, Alexis asked me this the other day, and it was, who is the best women's wrestler in the world right now that you know of, and you can't say Gail Kim because she's not currently active, but aside from Gail Kim, who would you say are like the top three best women's wrestlers in the world? And I want to see if you have the same list as I do. In the world? I mean, at least in the major promotions, from what we know. Uh, okay, three in the world. Well, Tessa Blanchard's definitely on there. Yep. Um, That's what I said. Best three in the world. I wouldn't say any... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say anyone from AEW. I want to put any of them on the list. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe Britt Baker if I was being a troll. But Jesus Christ. I was going to say... You know what? Honestly, dude, I said Rio. I wasn't going to say Rio. I would say... She was number uh, three on my uh, list. I'll say Tessa, EO, and uh, I'll just put some. I'll say Tessa, EO, and Sasha Banks. Wow. Okay. I was gonna say. I like. I said. I put Rio at number three for me. I think Io Shirai is the best women's wrestler in the world right now. Um, and I put Tessa at a very close number two. Um. But yeah, no, I thought that was a very... I, I was thinking that originally, like, I would not put any of the four horsewomen in there. And I'm surprised you said Sasha, because you've been very vocal of your disdain for Sasha Banks over the last three years. And I thought that that would have changed after we saw her lose a Hell in the Soul three years ago, but I guess not. 
I mean, I'm not a, her biggest fan, but I, I think she's a good wrestler still. I mean, yeah. I think, I think she's a, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, her main roster matches haven't been all that great, but I mean, in NXT, she always had really good matches, and I mean, I, had to, I feel like I had to put someone on the main roster, and I would, I'd probably say she's the best out of everyone, so. I, it's, it's hard to go against Charlotte, too, though, but I mean, not just counting the fact that I she's mean, had. I hate Charlotte, so I wouldn't put her on the list. What'd you say? I don't really. I like Sasha more than I like Charlotte, so that's why I put Sasha. Papa Marceau likes Charlotte, though. That's what matters. Yeah, he loves Sasha. He loves Charlotte. <laughs> but I, I thought that was an interesting question, though, because there's a lot of great women's wrestlers right now in NXT. I would even say AEW, but they don't have enough character development for me to really give a shit about them for the most part. Um, but Tessa blows them all out of the water in terms of character, star power, stuff like that, and she's amazing, and I think she is AEW-bound. But anyway, moving on to Survivor Series on Sunday. NXT Championship just discussed this. Adam Cole versus who we predicted, Pete Dunne, who walks out as the NXT Champion, RJ. Um, in a great match. I'll say in a great match, Adam Cole retains. I mean, I don't think either, any of those three guys are really like in contention, so I don't see them taking the title off Cole. Um, I think the stories with him and Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I think they're going to have a really, really good match and cool retains. I agree. There's no reason to take the title off of Cole at this point. Been champion now for almost six months. Ciampa is the next logical contender, so I got Cole retaining as well. Um, let's hear a ton of matches on this card. We'll start with... Uh, We'll start with one of the bigger ones. Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. or um, No, no, I'm sorry. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Maybe a triple threat match. <laughs> More of the Universal Chain. Would it be WrestleMania Radio without some fucking botches here? Uh, Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Universal Championship. Um, I love their match from the Rumble five years ago. But it seems like with this Fiend character, which I love, they're really going head over heels and protecting it, which I like. But to a certain extent, I don't just because they made the guy look like he was invincible. Like he could take five bullet shots to the friggin' head and still survive and kick out a two. Um, so I'm not really sure how this match is going to shake out. I will say, though, the build has been very underwhelming because it started via a fucking backstage beatdown two weeks ago. And then they had that Miz TV last week, which kind of also fell flat. And that's really it. Of course, we have SmackDown on Friday. Maybe they'll do something then to heat it up. Otherwise, though, this has been a very underwhelming build to what should be a big match. I would argue that Daniel Bryan would be the perfect person to take that title from Bray Wyatt, but obviously won't be the case. Um, It's very obviously filler, and I guess they could plant the seeds here and and, and do a non-finish to set up a rematch for the TLC pay-per-view next month. Um, which, you know, could be a ladder match or a tables match, a chairs match even, who knows, which it it always kind of seems like they do that type of shit at Survivor Series, even though it's one of their bigger pay-per-views, they almost always have their big championship match end in a fucking non-finish because TLC's right around the corner. Um, obviously Bray Wyatt just won the title would be a mistake to take it off of him so soon. They have done dumber. Um, I don't see it happening here. So I say the Fiend retains the title. What do you say, RJ? Uh, it's kind of, I, I would agree with you. It has to be Wyatt, um... I don't know, like, I, I, I've liked the character so far out of the ring, in the ring, I think that's too much, he's, like, too overpaid, I trying to protect him, but, like, his matches have suffered, I'm kind of burned, I mean, I mean, Seth Rollins did literally everything, and just, like, he just, like, no-sold it, I don't know, I like the character, but in ring, I just don't like the character, and I fucking hate the red light. I was going to say, what's the over-under in the red light being abolished on Sunday? I'm hoping it is. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> it's really stupid. It hurts like 
it hinders my enjoyment of the match just because it comes across as so dumb and unnecessary. Um, it doesn't make it scarier. It doesn't make it more intimidating. It's just completely dumb. So I really hope they get rid of that on Sunday. Um, but I like Daniel Bryan, though. I don't know where this thing is going with him and the Yes Movement. It looked like they were building to a babyface Daniel Bryan, which I assume that's where they're going with this. But it kind of came across as a bit heelish on... Uh, on SmackDown last week, so we'll see. But either way, I do see this ending well for Bray Wyatt, still the Universal Champion. Um, We'll go to, let's see, the Triple Threat Tag Team Survivor Series match, which will pit the Viking Raiders against the New Day, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, and then the NXT Tag Team Champions, Undisputed Era. Um, This should be a great match. I honestly would have preferred the Revival involved over New Day, but whatever. Um, this is obviously, I would say, the least important of the Raw SmackDown NXT matches on the show, but it should be great from an in-ring standpoint nonetheless. Uh, the Viking Raiders are still undefeated in standard 2-on-2 tag team action. The New Day just won their titles back. I have no idea what became of that heel turn they were supposedly building to, and the Undisputed Era are just awesome. I would say the Viking Raiders win here, so that's my prediction, just because I highly doubt um, Undisputed Era wins here, and then the New Day really have no reason to win. So I say Viking Raiders. What about you, RJ? Wow, Undisputed Era all the way. Really? Yeah, really, yeah, really. (laughs) Easily. I don't know. The way I think the other two, like, big matches are going to go, or the other two, like, I guess, ones with titles involved, I see them going, like, not NXT's way. So, I mean, I don't really like the Viking Raiders and the New Day have fucking been there, done that. Undisputed Era, all the way, baby. Didn't you meet Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly over WrestleMania weekend? I did. And did you do the guitar? For like an hour and a half. <laughs> it was I so. to shake their hand and they said, "Only give they only give knucks, loser." And I was like, "Okay." Wow, getting buried by the undisputed era, amazing. They don't shake hands. They they do like uh, fists, like uh, pound fists. Oh, okay, knucks. so that's it, it's better than being just completely ignored, like AOP. No, no, no. Razor fucking <laughs> dead fish handshake me because it was eleven fifty nine. The other guy was cool, I think. I don't know. The one that has more hair was cool. The one with the with the shape, like the buzz cut, like dead fish thing, and I was not happy. Yeah. No idea which one's which, and it's been like five years now. I still have I no idea. A- I think Acom's the one with the shaved head, and yep. Razor's the one with kind of like longer hair. I think so, too. Yeah, if I had to take a guess, that would be my that would be my guess. But uh, they actually resurfaced on Raw this week attacking Hawkins and Ryder, so I like the Mafia suits for what that's worth. Do you see them getting involved here by any chance or no? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I do see them being a, a strong contender on Raw, though. I, I've, I, I wasn't really too hot on them in NXT at first, but they kind of warmed me over. Um, I mean, they're not the greatest wrestlers, but I mean... They're just two big dudes that can... They're like a better version of Heavy Machinery, I think. Mm-hmm. And was it the fan... Was it the interaction at WrestleMania weekend that made you a fan of AOP or no? No, I started liking them at, uh, towards the end of their NXT run. Uh, so. And also, I forgot, at, at Mania weekend, wasn't it Humberto Carrillo you met too? I did meet him. He replaced Alicia Fox. <laughs> Even better, the guy might be the next United States champion. Yeah, I was just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't even give it. I have no idea who you are. I mean, I knew who he was, but I was like, whatever. Like, cool, I just met Alexa Bliss. You're nothing. <laughs> better, uh, better than those other two losers you met that aren't even on TV from NXT. Who? 
uh, I don't. Aren't they managed by Robbie E or something? I honestly, I I don't even know who they are. I remember you sent me the picture. I'm like, I have no idea who these guys are, and I know everybody. Um, I think who you're talking about. Oh yeah, like the two Indian guys. Yeah, the two Indian guys. Yeah. I don't think he manages them. He manages uh, Riddick Moss and Dan Matha. I think. I'm getting my tag teams mixed up here. Dan Matha, my God, uh, guy with the back knee from the Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> Better than, better him than Baba Dunde. Baba Dunde. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, you might be on to something with the Undisputed Era, but just because I already said Viking Raiders, I don't want to flip-flop back and forth here. So I'm gonna yeah, st- I can't flip-flop. You Viking Raiders. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the Raiders, and I'm going to laugh when they win, and, they, and the Undisputed Era get pinned. I can't wait for that. Um, so i got Viking Raiders here. We'll go next to the women. This is just uh, this is amazing. So I'm looking at this on Wikipedia now. And I was wondering during Raw on Monday, who is Team Raw going to consist of? Because the women's the women's match has actually been the worst built out of any other. Uh, for for the elimination match, the triple threat is like yeah. probably the best built. The elimination match I forgot was even happening <laughs> until Monday. So I'm looking at it now on Wikipedia. I know SmackDown was set with Sasha Banks as the captain, and then you have Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, who reportedly re-signed to the company today. So cool. Um, and then they also added, as of last week, beating Mandy and Sonya. Over them, Carmella and Dana Brooke. Why, dude? I mean, I understand maybe Carmella, because she's a former SmackDown Women's Champion, Miss Money in the Bank. She's banging the commentator over there. I get it. But why Dana Brooke? Why Dana Brooke, though? I don't understand why she's on this team over the goddess, not the goddess, whatever her name is, Mandy, uh, Mandy Rose. What's her nickname? God's greatest creation. God's great. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm mixing it up with Alexa Bliss. How, how did she make the team over Mandy and Sonya? Uh, I, I don't know. They, they, they're like, I don't know if they're like confused or like what. They like cannot figure out Sonya and Mandy. They like push them, then de-push them, then like they're on the show, they're not on. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's kind of, honestly, I've lost interest in them as like an act because they're just like, they can't make their mind up with them. Yeah, yeah. There was this storyline on Total Divas about a week ago. It was filmed right around WrestleMania time that they actually came out and said that we were supposed to do a lesbian storyline on TV, which they've been teasing for a while now. Um, yeah. But and it was supposed to start. I, I mean, again, this is Total Divas, so take it with a grain of salt. But it was supposed to start at WrestleMania with Sonya versus. Asuka for the championship and they scrapped it because there was no time so you see like the meeting with I think Sarah Del Rey not Sarah Del Rey someone else um the former Sarita from from Impact she's in the company yeah, now Sarah Del Rey. no no I think that's a different I think it's a different I, I think that's somebody else I think they're two different women Sarita it was she was with Mexican America in Impact years ago with actually Zelina Vega and uh, fucking Hernandez and some, some other guy. It was a poor version, poor man's version of LAX. Uh, Sarah Del Rey is someone else. Two different Sarahs. But anyway, you see her with Asuka and Sonya. And she's breaking the news that they're off the card the same way they broke the news to uh, the Bellas and the Funkadactyls years ago. That they were off the WrestleMania card. Which was actually kind of funny. I mean, it's terrible to say that. But, I mean, the match had no business being on the card in the first place. Um, I don't even really know why I bring that up. But the whole point is, is that they've been kind of going back and forth with Mandy and Sonya now for a while. And they never ended up doing what I'm sure you would have loved to have seen. The lesbian storyline on TV with Mandy and Sonya. Why is it? Why is it assumed that I would love that? I mean, I'm almost positive that you would love that, considering you were such a big fan of the HLA uh, storyline and angle and on Raw from Eric Bischoff years ago. 
I mean, I didn't really love the. I mean, if it was Don Marie, Tori Wilson, <laughs> I mean, that is one of my wrestling guilty pleasures. I mean, watching it back now, it was horrible. I mean, honestly, you know what? No, I'm not but uh, I mean, it's like, is it the greatest storyline? No. But is it better than Rusev and Lana? Yes. And it's more compelling. And I mean, it's better than them not doing anything. I mean, they were like in the, um, elim- weren't they both in the Elimination Chamber match? Who, Mandy and Sonya? Yeah. For the tag titles, they were. In the Raw Women's Championship match. Yeah, they've actually been in back-to-back chamber matches. Yeah, and they keep teasing like they're going to do something, and then like they like get like random wins on Raw and SmackDown, whatever show they've been on, and then it's just nothing. And, like, I don't get it. Yeah. What, because they're not fucking Charlotte Flair? Like, get the hell out of here. I mean, <laughs> they've also put their eggs so much in the stupid four horsewomen that, like, everyone else is kind of meaningless. Just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know, especially stupid, with SmackDown, but... too. You look at the SmackDown team, and it's really weak just because I like Sasha's, but she's been irrelevant for a while ever since she lost to Becky. Carmella just doesn't... I mean, I like Carmella with the whole R-Truth thing, but again... But she's banging Corey Graves, come on. <laughs> that's why she's on the team. Dana Brooke, I mean, dude, she hasn't won a match since TNA Impact was relevant. I mean, it's been years. <laughs> it's been years, dude. I've just given up at this point. And then Lacey Evans, I mean, lost to Becky five times, and I'm, I'm supposed to take her seriously? Nikki Cross, what was the last time she won an important match on TV? So, I don't know. I, I just... I really just don't get it. But I will say, though, going back to the Tori Wilson, Don Maurice nonsense for a second, I don't think I will fully gain your acceptance until I meet the holy trinity of wrestling, that being Tori Wilson, who I actually did meet over WrestleMania weekend, so that's checked off, and then Don Marie. I would say Al Wilson, but he's since croaked, so I can't. I guess I can't meet him unless I go up to his corpse in a graveyard or something. But um, got to meet Don Marie, so hopefully that's only inevitable. You need to meet Don Marie. She was... Uh... She was a good wrestler back in the day. I want to say that she just recently had surgery because I was wondering what she was up to, and I think she may have had just surgery. So otherwise, I would love to have met her, met her at one of these, uh, you know, comic cons or wrestling conventions or whatever. Because I'm sure just to get a video from her for you, you would—I I don't think I would ever hear from you again because you'd probably be dead. I probably would. I fucking love Dom Murray. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that storyline is something else. But uh, yeah, so for for this five on five on five match, like I said, Team SmackDown sucks, and then Team Raw. I totally, honestly, dude, I was questioning myself on Monday, like who's even on the team? Who could be on the team? Because half of their division is either injured or wanting to get pregnant. Ronda Rousey's not on the team. She's not around right now, and she probably won't be for a while. Um, for a long time to come. Nia Jack's still out. And I'm thinking to myself, do I really want to get my, like, not get my hopes up, but, like, do I really want to see Nia Jax as a mystery partner on the team? Not really. Um, there's her. She's out right now. Ruby Riot injured right now. There may have been someone else, but I, don't, I can't think of them at the moment. So instead, we have Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and do you know who the fourth, or rather the fifth member is? Sarah Logan? Sarah fucking Logan, dude. Wow, what a guess. I mean, she's the only other person I can think of that's on her own. Well, she hasn't been on TV in like two years. She's been on a main event with fucking Dana Brooke. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then Team NXT. The that, what'd you the say? Fact that they have, the fact that they have Sarah Logan on the team over Payne Rice is banana land. <laughs> Dude, that's that's um, absolutely unbelievable. Maybe they're burying her because her husband's an AEW. No, I'm just kidding. But you never know. You never know, I guess, right? 
And just like SmackDown's that SmackDown team's fucking terrible, but I mean at least Raw it's like good. But I mean I don't like Natalia really, but I mean she's like okay, I guess. But like the other three are good, and then you got freaking Sarah Logan. Like come on. Wait, what didn't didn't Charlotte and Natalia beat the Kabuki Warriors like a week ago? And now they're supposed to team together. I don't get it at all. Brand supremacy, baby. Dude, that whole Raw made no sense. The entire show pitted the team members of, of every team against each other. Like, how is that supposed to help at all? Like, this doesn't make any sense. But, uh, so, yeah, we have the Kabuki Warriors. And Kyrie Sane, did you read the rumor that she might be leaving the company if, if, if Stardom offers her enough money to leave? Fake news. <laughs> I, I think the kid would have a coronary if, he ended up, if she ended up leaving. But, uh, oh, yeah. my God, cry. Team NXT, as of this recording, has not been set, but I would assume it's... Probably the women's team from Saturday, just with Dakota Kai thrown in. So I would assume it's Rhea Ripley, no. Mia Yim, Candice, Tegan, and, D- and Dakota, right? I mean, that only makes no sense. Shot. What'd you say? I said, no way. Do you see Raw and SmackDown's team? No way it's that good. It's going to be like Tanera, Conti, <laughs> like Aaliyah, Vanessa Bourne, Xia um, Lee. Who? Xia Lee. Xia Lee and freaking. Santana Garrett? Know. Who else even is there? I don't even remember. I mean, I, compared to those teams, they can't have the team from NXT because they're literally killing it through seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, the funny thing is that I'm they're... Assuming... What'd you say? Yeah, you can go. No, I was going to say, but the funny thing about this match is that no matter who they put in, on Team NXT, they're going to be far superior to the talent from Raw and SmackDown, and they're still going to lose. Like, there's no question yeah. that they're going to lose this match. Oh, no doubt. It makes no sense. Um, so actually looking at this now, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Raw wins because I don't see Team NXT winning this. I mean, they should, but they won't because obviously, you know, the four horsemen got to, got to win their matches. Of course, you know, Charlotte can't lose. So I think Charlotte's going to be the sole survivor. Kabuki Warriors gone in two seconds. They'll be, you know, uh, they'll probably get eliminated before Sarah Logan. Just you watch. I guarantee it. Well, I'll just say SmackDown wins. Um... I, don't really, I haven't honestly seen SmackDown in a while because the show's fucking terrible besides that NXT show. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like Raw... I, I feel like... I mean, I... No, no, no. You did say Sasha Charlotte. I don't know. I just feel like Raw... Like I said, I haven't seen SmackDown, so I couldn't tell you. But I think Raw has more dissension on their team. So, like, I could see, like, Oscar getting out, and then she missed, like, Charlotte, and Charlotte gets out, and then they all just keep fighting each other. I don't know. I think... I think Team SmackDown wins. I think Team NXT should win, but I think Team SmackDown wins. Wow, kids jumping ship here. He used to bleed blue, now he's bleeding black and gold. I just mean SmackDown. It's been terrible lately. I don't even <laughs> want to watch it. I've even watched more. I've watched Raw more than I have SmackDown. And that's actually saying something too. That's really saying something. I mean, I've flipped like a one, since they went to Fox. I've flipped at 180. I'm not even sure. What are the major storylines right now on SmackDown? I don't even know. Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns, like, who gives a shit? And then Bray and Brian, but yeah, Corbin and Roman's really the main storyline on the show, and as soon as I saw the fucking dog costume, I'm like, dude, I'm out. I can't. Like, this I'm, is terrible. I'm so in on the dog costume. The dog costume is so dumb. <laughs> it was one of the dumber things I've seen in the show in a while, and again, that's saying something. Might not be as bad as Lana saying that she has a restraining order against Rusev for 90 miles because she's a fucking idiot, but, I mean... <laughs> 
it's it's still pretty bad though. It doesn't get much worse than that, but she's just a fucking moron. Dude, I swear I was watching Raw last night and I was like, no joke, how is this woman even still employed? She is so bad. In any role they put her in, in the ring, terrible. Those matches with Naomi a couple years ago were absolutely putrid. And then her promos, every week she just fucks up her lines. It's just terrible. And then she just comes up. That's literally the only reason why I could still her I could still see her being employed. That's it. I'm, yeah, she's pretty bad. I'm almost positive. I'm not joking, dude. That I could see them wanting to get rid of Rusev but keep Lana the same way they kept Sable, but you know let Mark Marrow go the same way they did 20 years ago because she was the real star. But she sucks. At least Sable was a star. Yeah. Lana's just terrible, yeah. and she's been around yeah, for years now good. too. What'd you say? I said she's not good. The funny thing is that she's been around for so long and that, again, if you watch the shows like Total Divas and stuff, she's like, you know, I'm only going to get better. I'm going to win a title eventually. No, you won't. You won't. You're literally the other, the, the, the SmackDown version, or I guess, you know, the Raw version, rather, of Dana Brooke, who's also been around since fucking, you know, the Attitude Era, and, and she's just, she's terrible. She's awful. <laughs> Uh, it's just, yeah, but at least with Dana Brooke, like, they called her up just way too soon and then did nothing with her. I don't even know why they called her up. Yeah, I know. I honestly have no idea. I think they called her up to be with Emma, if I re- if I recall correctly, and then that went down the toilet because Emma got hurt, of course, injury prone. What a loser! And then Dana Brooke just floundered with Charlotte, and then that was it. And she's had no, not a single memorable match in that time. And I've seen people like praise her, like, "Oh my God, she did a backflip on main event!" Like, I'm so impressed. She's coming along so well. Like, you do realize she's been in the company now for like a decade, and she. <laughs> She's like the fucking new Rosa Mendez. New, no, no, the new Alicia Fox, who couldn't win a match to save her life, had a three-week reign as Divas champion, to her credit, and the only time she ever made headlines was when she got drunk in public. That's it. And uh, not to say Dana Brooke is as, you know, she's not as much of a train wreck as, as, Alicia, as Alicia Fox is. She seems like a really nice person, but in the ring, though, like, come on, dude, she's terrible. She's just bad. She's just, she's just terrible, and... Uh, that that's this match. That's what I'm gonna say for this match. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Um, I have Team Raw winning. You said you team you have Team SmackDown. Are you gonna flip flop? Team SmackDown. Okay, sticking with SmackDown here. Uh, let's see. Uh, and what I'm looking forward to the most here, we got AJ Styles in a again battles battle for brand supremacy. Ooh, Raw SmackDown NXT. You gotta get those bragging rights. Uh, Raw SmackDown NXT in AJ Styles, the United States Champion, the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura, and the NXT North American Champion. Roderick Strong. Uh, this should be awesome. Looking forward to it. Um, I got to say, probably AJ wins. Nakamura, they have not given an important win to. And again, it's probably since he won the Rumble a year and a half ago. Um, so I'd be shocked if he won. And Roderick would be awesome, but I doubt he wins over AJ. So I'm going to say AJ Styles win this. What say you, AJ? Uh, what, what say you, RJ, about AJ and all these other guys? No, AJ's going to win easily. He's the best one in the match. He's had the most going for him recently. Um, Roger can lose, and I mean, Shinsuke hasn't done anything important in fucking forever. I mean, they've dropped the ball on this guy. Like, mm-hmm. heel turn, like, sucked. I mean, it is like, they've just ruined this guy, so. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna say AJ, and I mean, I don't really even love the club stuff they're doing right now, like the OC, I'm like, whatever, I mean, <clears throat> it is what it is, but I feel like it's kind of, like, he doesn't need them, so I mean, I feel like they bring him down, if anything, but, um, I say AJ, and it should be a really good match, so I'm excited. But, I mean, I don't think the other two guys really have a snowball's chance at all to win. 
Do you think the match would have been better off had they done what was originally planned of having Daniel Bryan beat Nakamura for the championship and be in the match instead? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, easily. I mean, I like Nakamura, but they have literally done nothing with the guy, so why should I care? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's really good, and since being called up, they've kind of wasted him. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess, like you said, he won the Rumble that we were at, and, like, I thought it was going to be a big moment, and then that AJ feud kind of sucked, and... Just nothing ever happened, and they turned him heel, and then he's done nothing since. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the Sammy Zane thing, like, who cares? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I, I, I'm kind of sad how they've treated Nakamura, but I think I'm pretty sure they said he resigned. So, yay! Oh yeah, he doesn't give a fuck, dude. The guy could all that matters to him is surfing, and because I think he lives in Florida now, and they have great waves over there, he's not going anywhere. So he can give two shits about going back to New Japan and facing Okada for the. Top title for the millionth time. He could not give two shits. So I'll uh, get used to uh, Nakamura and his, uh, you know, Sami Zayn pairing for the next number of years, I guess, whatever his contract extended to. Um, but real quick, though, they were, again, like like I said, teasing a nakamura Brian feud. Could you see that picking up again after Survivor Series, or is that just, you know, that is that done for now? Um, I think it's possible. I mean, I don't think uh, Brian's going to win the title on Sunday, but... Like you said, they could do some kind of false finish and set up a feud uh, for TLC. I mean, besides that, who's SmackDown really have that's a baby face? Like, shorty fucking G, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, don't even get me started with that loser. I mean, it's just, I don't know. The show, I haven't even watched the show because it's been so bad lately that I just don't even... I used to love SmackDown, but since they moved to Fox, the show's been unbearably bad. You would think it would have had the opposite effect, where Fox would have been like, hey, put forth a better product, or we don't want you, we'll bump you to FS1. The show has been noticeably worse over the last month, which is, aside from that, again, like you said, the one NXT show, aside from that, it's Corbin and Roman. Oh my god, did you hear the rumor that they might be doing a dog collar match at TLC with those two? Can't wait. (laughs) No, dude, what's better, buy or sell, dog collar match with Roman and Corbin? Or <laughs> this Big Show and Eric Rowan in a stairs match. Honestly, love the stairs match. I don't know if people <laughs> are mad about it. Love that match. Go back in the Twitter feed five years ago when I, I, I bitched and whined and complained about Big Big Show won the match. And Rowan was actually picking up steam at that point. And obviously, this is doesn't matter now. But it's worth mentioning because you brought it up. You know, I brought up how Big Show winning was a fucking mistake. It was a mistake. Why would you have this guy just beat Eric Rowan for no reason when the guy was finally somewhat getting over to a certain degree? And then people were coming at me, dude. Oh, my God, the tweets. It's like the Bella Twins tweets at the time. This is around that same period where they're like, dude, let it play out. Fuck you. You're an idiot. You know, obviously, Eric Rowan's going to get his big win. Like, have you been watching wrestling for any stretch of time? Obviously, they're doing this to build up Eric Rowan. What the fuck happened the next night? Eric Rowan lost again to Big Show. And the guy's been a loser ever since. Like, now he's carrying a fucking cage to the ring. And the cage is more exciting than actually Eric Rowan. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I thought, like you said, he was building up some steam. I mean, nothing crazy. But, I mean, I was excited to see what he could do on his own. I mean, he's not a great wrestler. But, I mean, he's a big guy. They can kind of... Uh, he doesn't have to really be a technician, but him losing a big show is just like, well, he's done for. <laughs> and he, like you said, besides, I mean, he had a couple of good tag title reigns, but nothing memorable, really. But his new character, they've been featuring him on Raw a lot. I'm not sure really why. 
Um, but that cage is definitely more to me, very more enticing than him wrestling in the ring. What's what's in the what's in the cage? What's your guess? Is it the owl from Impact? The, you know the anthem owl. What is it? It's gonna be like a mouse or something. I feel like a mouse. Okay. All right. What could, do you think it is? Could it be Mickey Mouse? Could they turn it into that? I hope to God not. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say I told Alexis this. The funny thing is that we were watching the show when this happened for the first time a week ago. And she goes, what do you think is in the cage? And I legit, dude, I turn to her and I go, does it even matter? Because they're going to disappoint us anyway. So it doesn't even matter what the fuck it is. Because you know it's not going to be. Like, I, I hate to get my hopes up for shit. Because you know it's not going to be as good as you think it is. So it's going to be something. I mean, insane. how good could it really be? I mean, it's just a cage. I mean, it doesn't matter, I guess. But uh, honestly, I really don't know. I really, I honestly can't even bring myself to care. I know you said you were intrigued by it. I mean, anything involving Eric Rowan, I just changed the channel. Like, the, the Falls Count Anywhere match with Rollins a couple weeks ago, who gives a fuck? Who fucking cares? You know the guy's not going to win. Oh, it was just dumb. He, the, even the Roman feud was like, eh. I mean, I know he beat Roman, but like, eh. The fact they're pushing him over Luke Harper is just, I don't even know what to say to that. I really don't. But anyway, uh, we move along here to, I forgot what match we were even on. Uh, men's elimination match. We'll go to that one next. Team Raw, consisting of Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet against Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, the big dog, the real big dog, Roman Reigns, and uh, his arch rival, Baron Corbin. Why they're on the same team, who fucking cares, who knows, whatever. <laughs> um, Mustafa Ali, who is Mustafa once again, uh, because he got his first name back. Hopefully Andrade, there is hope for him yet. Uh, Braun Strowman, who has been beaten like a fucking drum. I mean, what more can be said about Braun at this point? And then uh, your favorite shorty, G. And then Team NXT uh, is TBA as of right now. I'm sure we'll find that on Wednesday, but of course we're recording this on Tuesday. So, RJ, who goes over in the battle for brand supremacy? I mean, I don't know who's on Team NXT, but uh, I'm assuming it's going to... They said Triple H is probably going to be the leader, so I'm going to say Triple H... Uh, uh, what are the, what's the other guys? Chompa, Riddle, Lee. Lee. Yeah. So it'd be probably them five. But I, I think this is like, I don't even like, I'm trying to like pick wins like back and forth, but like, I think this is like a raw layup. It has to be, right? I mean, Team SmackDown sucks. Like, Braun Strowman's a loser. I fucking love Braun Strowman. The guy doesn't want anything that means anything in <laughs> freaking years. Uh, Shorty G... Come on, don't even fucking, don't even, I don't even want to talk about that loser. <laughs> I mean, come the fuck on. Baron Corbin, he's just terrible. Big Dog, I mean, he'll probably be the only reason they have any chance to win. And who is that? Mustafa Lake? Whatever. I think Raw wins a layup. Layup for Raw. It's not even close. Their team is stacked. Unless Triple H is in the match and he single-handedly eliminates everybody, then there's with his iron shovel, of course, there is no chance that Raw loses this match. Um, of these guys, though, who do you see being the sole survivor for Raw? Um, I think we're saving on the team. Uh, Randy Orton. Yeah, oh, Orton. Yeah, right. Randy Orton, Ricochet, Seth Rollins. Owens and McIntyre. Oh, I mean... Realistically, I want to say who's actually going to get out on their team. Um, I'll say Drew. Fuck, this is actually tough. Drew. <laughs> Drew Owens. I'll say everyone's left but uh, Ricochet. <laughs> He's the only one that's eliminated. I, I, you had to give one guy out. I mean, <laughs> I don't 
see Rollins losing. I mean, they, I, I think maybe I see McIntyre better than they do. I think he's like a star that they just haven't really tapped into yet. I agree. Uh, Owens is on fire right now, so like, don't want him to lose. And then Randy Owens kind of like, not really a career resurgence, but I mean, I feel like he's really over now. And I mean, he's been doing well in Raw. I mean, I, I maybe I'm just a, my 10 year old self marking over Randy Orton still, but I mean, <laughs> Randy Orton, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a Survivor Series expert, didn't he? Did he not? He's literally, he was like the sole survivor like three years in a row. Starting at Survivor Series 03, your favorite. That was actually a really good match. A lot of people do that. That match does not get enough credit for being as good as it was Team Austin versus Team Bischoff. Batista through the crowd? Batista bomb? Oh, come on. Stone <laughs> Cold running back after Evolution 1? Like, <laughs> great match. How old? I couldn't even tell you who else is in the match. I think Mark Henry, uh, Booker T, the Dudley Boys, Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels. Uh, That's more than I could name. I think it was Mark Henry, Christian, um, Randy Orton, definitely. I know Team Austin was uh, Dudley Boys, HBK, RVD, maybe. I don't know. They had a good team, though, but you know they lost. But yeah, good stuff. I, ju- I literally just looked it up, so you're right. It was Booker T, Dudley Boys, Shawn Michaels, and RVD. So you got that one right. And then, and then the team 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 Bischoff was uh, Mark Henry. Yep. Randy Orton. Of course. Christian. Yep. Uh, Very surprised he didn't get the fourth member for uh, for Bischoff. This other guy. What'd you say? Very surprised you haven't gotten one of the last two members here. Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho, yeah, that's the obvious one. Then the last one, I'm I'm not too surprised that you forgot. Ronnie Mack? No, no, good guess, but he wasn't no, wasn't in the match. Uh, he wasn't in, I I I'm, I'm I'm surprised he was still with the company at this point. Um fuck, honestly, I have no idea. Give me a fucking mic. I just said, oh, I thought I said Steiner. Yeah, Steiner. Yeah, Scott Steiner was in the match, too. I, I thought he was fired by that point. I was a test, so. Test. Oh, my God. That would have been a good guess, though. I think he was doing roids at that point. He probably got released. I don't remember. Um, either way. Yeah, Scott Steiner was in the match. That was a great match, though. I don't know if any match on Sunday will come close to that. But, yeah, Orton, Survivor Series expert. He can't can't count Orton out. And, um, can't. Can't. The guy's the champ. How old did you turn when you, when that show happened on Survivor Series 03? 10? He's 10 years old. 10 years old? Holy shit. So you're what, 26 what now? <laughs> oh, are you 26 now? Yeah. Jesus, this, the kid doesn't look a day over 20 and he's turning 26 on me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Amazing. That was better. a great show. I remember that was like one of the first shows I like actually watched by myself. I used to always watch my dad and he went to work then I watched that show by myself. That, yeah. That's a great, I mean, that's like my favorite show. So. Surprise, Kane you know, and Shane didn't give you nightmares. Thing, but yeah. I'm surprised Kane and Shane didn't give you nightmares in that ambulance match. No, honestly, I cried my eyes out when uh when Kane like buried uh Taker alive. I didn't like that. <laughs> I told Kane that when I met him, I'm like, hey, my friend's birthday today. He cried his eyes out when you buried your brother at uh you know X amount of years ago today. He's like, holy shit, give him my condolences. I literally ran in my parents' room and I like bawled my eyes out. 
As good as that show was, I'm still partial to Survivor Series 02, if only for that video package that Randy Cruz tweeted out the other day. Amazing. I mean, the 02 show is... I mean, that show, that six-man tag that opened the show had no, like... Today's... If you put, like, people of that relevance, like, from today, the match would be fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, somehow, three-minute warning versus the Dudley boys and freaking Jeff Hardy was, like, a great match. It honestly really was, though. And then, and then Devon came back, like, come on, I mean, <laughs> this is a great match, I mean, dude, dude. Rico and Three Minute Warning had a great match somehow in Survivor Series R2. The show was stacked, I watched it back on Sunday, seeing Devon come out, they're like, that, 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 that's Reverend Devon, and then he reunites his <laughs> Bubba, <laughs> I lost it, it's been fucking 17 oh. years, and I wasn't even around at that point, and I'm like, holy shit, that was amazing, the crowd went nuts, they were in MSG. Dude, the fact that, yeah, that was a great show. the fact that Billy Kidman and JV Noble had a great match, and Billy Kidman debuted that awesome theme song that night, single-handedly made that an amazing show. N- N- Nidia was blind at that point, right? <laughs> I think she was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb storyline. Great storyline. Was it? Why were? Why was she making out with Jamie? I thought they were like brother and sister or something. Or were they? they I don't were, remember. Or it's a cousin, I think. <laughs> they were making out or some shit. I don't remember. But it was just dumb. But the match was great, though. Mm-hmm. Everyone was a star at that point. God, in that video what package, that? what'd you say? It was Victoria versus Trish Stratus, too, right? Yeah, in a hardcore match for the women's championship. And that was a great match, too. Great show. Very good show. And that pistol shaking is in his hand or whatever the hell it is. Amazing. I will say Survivor Series 03, I, I, I don't remember it too fondly, but I, I really, I really like Lesnar, Team Lesnar versus Team Angle, too. Yeah, they I had a good match. Not been that good, but, I mean, <laughs> they yeah. had that murder on their team, so I mean, I don't want to really name too many people, but yeah. Yeah, that team really killed it that night. was my shit back in the day, too. I'm a big A-Train mark, so, I, I mean, come on. I was shocked they even made the team with that fucking back hair and nasty. You see his theme? His entrance theme was fucking amazing. <laughs> was it the choo choo train? train? Yeah, and then it was like, bam, bam, bam. I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, <laughs> better than the fucking Nathan Jones, whatever his stupid nickname was. <laughs> that guy was so bad. He was terrible. Oh the guy was literally the drizzling shit. I'll quote GSM. Drizzling shits. The whole team pretty much sucked. A train was nothing special. Even as uh, Laura Tensai, he was he was nothing special at all. Train was good. Show some fucking respect. <laughs> I actually have to. He's a former Intercontinental Champion. I have to meet him at some point. I haven't signed my title, so I'll tell him that in person. Tell you piece of shit. <laughs> big Show. It was Big Show, Lesnar, A Train, Nathan Jones, and Matt Morgan. Yeah, Matt Morgan kind of sucked too. But the uh, blueprint. Pooping on the blueprint. I mean, he had a good gimmick, stuttering. I thought it was kind of funny, too, but, I mean... God. Dude, that did it, man. Team After... Angle was actually really good, I think, right? Team, Team Angle? Angle? Was, uh, Angle, Cena, Benoit, Edge... And... No, I think Edge was hurt. Who else was on that team, then? Oh, God. I'm looking at the team right now. They actually had a pretty decent team, but it was... It was Angle, Cena, Benoit... Benoit. And then you have Hardcore Holly, who I oh. think... I think he came back as Lesnar broke his neck or something, so that's why he was on the team. But then I have no idea why he was on the team, but Bradshaw. Bradshaw was on the team, too. Yeah, that was before he went full JBL. Yeah, that was, that's really random, though. They have no... I think he saw the APA theme back then. And he did. <laughs> SmackDown was Holly desolate. Yuck. What'd you say? Hardcore Holly, yuck. 
Dude, SmackDown was desolate in late 03 with Bradshaw, Hardcore Holly, and Nathan Jones. Come on. Come on. They were great. Dude, half of of those guys in that match weren't even in the company the following year. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I like Day Train. Matt Morgan ripped it up in TNA and never got a call back from WWE. You know so badly he wanted to go back and they didn't want him. Yeah, he sucked. He wasn't that great, but... That Survivor Series 03, back to modern day real quick. <laughs> back during better times, fonder days. Um, so, yeah, you said all of Team Raw except for Ricochet. I'm going to say... I don't know how you can go against Team Raw. I mean, Team SmackDown is... I mean, dude, come on. Shorty G, give me a fucking break. And I like NXT, but... You know for a fact they're building them up so much because they're going to get buried on the show. So, I'm going to say Team NXT loses. Team SmackDown loses. Then Team Raw uh, reigns supreme. We get to the final two matches here. Uh, first of all, the triple threat brand supremacy match. Becky Lynn, Sheena, and Bailey should be honestly the best match of the show. It should be uh, based off how they've been building it. Uh, Bailey, afterthought going into the match, I would be shocked if she won. Um, I gotta say, Sheena, really, I don't have any, and I don't have NXT winning any other matches like I said earlier. So I'm gonna say Sheena wins this as the sole victor for NXT. Um, I would love to see her pin Becky to plant the seeds for a future feud. I don't see that happening. If they're not going to do it immediately, then they probably won't. It would be cool. Don't see it happening. I see Bailey getting pinned here, but what do you say, RJ? Who do you have going over in this match? It's got to be Becky. I mean, she's literally the biggest fit. She's the freaking face of Raw right now. I mean, I don't <laughs> see her losing. Um, I mean, I think Bailey, like you said, Bailey's going to eat the fall. I mean, I don't think Shayna's going to lose. I don't see Becky losing, like... And the, like actually getting pinned or submitting, I think Bailey's in the match for that sole purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just, I guess, like you said, technically, I guess Shayna could win and Becky doesn't lose. But I mean, literally every Monday night's kicked off at Becky Lynch at this point. She's like the biggest star in the show. Yeah, but one of the biggest stars in the company. I just, I don't know. I don't see her losing right now. Could you see? Um, that match happening at WrestleMania, Becky and Baszler, I, I honestly don't even see what other match could feasibly be the main featured women's match at WrestleMania aside from that. Um, I, it, it has possibilities. I mean, they still like could do the four horsemen. I mean, it really wouldn't make sense for the WWE women because they kind of all are in different feuds and they're kind of all against each other. I mean, it's a good match, but I mean, uh, WrestleMania match, I mean, they'd have to build it up a lot more than than what it is now. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they have some work to do. Ronda coming back and facing Becky would be cool, but <clears throat> again, she's trying to get pregnant. I, I doubt she's ever going to be back. She quit like she quit the UFC, so I don't see her coming back anytime soon. Um, but we get to the what I assume will be the main event. No holds barred, no disqualification for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar taking on Ray Mysterio. This is your inner 2003 SmackDown fandom screaming out, RJ, here. This is your match. This is literally my match. <laughs> and the best part about it, too, is that it's not like, you know, it's cool for people who used to watch the product 15 years ago. This has genuinely been built up to be a very good match. Like, I am far more excited for this match, which it, it's really sad to say this, but I'm far more excited for this than I was for Brock and Kane at Crown Jewel because they did such a terrible job of building that up. They made Kane look like a fucking loser, and the guy hasn't been seen since. So I don't know what the hell the deal with that guy is. I mean, I guess he signed for three years, so I got no clue what his deal is. Um, But Ray Ray has been built up like the biggest babyface on Raw, and the guy's almost nearing 50. He's pushing 50, and he's the biggest babyface on Raw right now. Um, But this should be really good, honestly, if they don't, you know, 
squash Ray Ray in five minutes. This could be a really fun match. Um, I feel like they had a match on SmackDown a long time ago. I feel like I've seen a match between these two, like an 0-2-0-3. And maybe I'm bugging yeah. here. But uh, th- this could be really good as long as Ray doesn't blow out his knees again. This should be great. So, um, obviously, I have Brock winning, but... Could there be a chance of Rey Mysterio uh, becoming the new WWE champion, RJ? Um, I believe they did have a match in 302, and I, I only remember that because Lesnar hit him with the F5 against the ring post. Yes, yep, I remember Classic that. Classic Rey Mysterio 3 with his knees. <laughs> um, I think, honestly, like, I mean, Rey Mysterio's kind of done it all. Um, I think this has been a really good built-up feud for what it is, I mean kind of random but i mean i think from what they've what they've done it's been really built up i mean with a no holds barred kind of stipulation I, I i think there is a chance ray could win i mean I, I i mean a standard match i don't i don't see him winning um i could see some involvement maybe came Velasquez, uh maybe a little dominic again hopefully so you get tossed on the ring again um but I could, I mean, how much, what's there really left for Rey Mysterio to do, really? I mean, he's done it all, he's in his well over 40 at this point. I mean, I could, I, I could see him winning, maybe, and then just, like, vacating the belt Monday night, retiring, just kind of just, I mean, there's nothing else really for him to do, I mean, at this point. I mean, I, that's what I would do, and then just get put the title, Lesnar wins the title back, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of just the mark and fan of me of Rey Mysterio. Um, coming out, I mean, I, I just think, I think the no holds bar situation favors him better than, yeah. than a regular match, and it can just be like the storybook win, you know, one, I mean, he's defending his fucking kid, I mean, <laughs> I just don't see him getting killed in two seconds. Yeah, I and I'd be surprised. And I just think, I think it would just be a great moment if he won, and like I said, he can just vacate the title on Monday, retire, and then throw it back on Lesnar, I guess, I mean, I don't don't really want that, but I mean, I'm gonna say Ray shocks shocks everyone, wins the title, retires on Monday, on top. I mean, he's done everything for the WWE. I mean, they never really had any bad blood, made them a fucking shit ton of money, and he's kind of just, there's nothing else to do. He kind of like it's it's there's no like really other match you really want to see him in, and I mean it's just yeah. No, I think it makes the most sense. No, no, I I like that prediction. I'm gonna say Brock, but. I do like that idea a lot, um, uh, the idea of one more real title run, real title run for Rey Mysterio, I think is great, um, just because we haven't really seen that yet, let's be fair, dude, he hasn't really had a world championship run since he won it the first time over a decade ago, because when he won it maybe nine years ago, he beat he won like some four-way, he lost it to Kane literally a month later when he cashed in Money in the Bank, so I don't really count that, and then... When he won the WWE title, he held it for two hours. And then he dropped it to John Cena because he had to fucking bury the guy. So, I mean, I'm not surprised, but this could be it. Uh, you know, the Rey Mysterio storyline has been, you know, shit on the company all you want, but it's been one of the better-built stories, you know, crafted stories on Raw in recent memory. I mean, the guy came back from, you know, injury a couple months ago. He lost right out of the gate to Bobby Lashley. He got, like, squashed by Bobby. And then they started building him back up, contemplated retirement, and then he uh, you know, beat Gramatelli, beat Cesaro, became the number one contender to the title, never got the title shot. And him and Rollins have a due date at some point. They have a you know, they have a date for that championship. So having him beat Brock and then Rollins go after the title, honestly, I think would be really cool to see. And then maybe Rollins goes heel and 
you can go from there. I think that'd be a really cool storyline and a cool story to tell. Um, but yeah, Ray's done everything in WWE, and it'd be cool to see him get his moment in the same city, no less, that he won the World Heavyweight Championship in at WrestleMania 22. Although he was booed that night, which I'm sure pissed RJ off. I'm um, not really sure why he was booed. What'd you say? I cried. <laughs> um, he can make up for that moment by winning the championship on this show. So, I mean, I'm not expecting it because I don't want to be that person that always gets their hopes up for shit like that, and then it doesn't happen because... You know, it's been the same thing now for literally almost three years where they give title reign, give a title reign to Brock, he loses it, and wins it right back. You know, he's been a champion for the better part of the past two and a half years. I don't see that changing now. Um, but it would be cool to put the belt on Ray Ray. So I got Brock winning here. And that is Survivor Series. One last bonus question before we go off the air here. Um, any chance, RJ, with the show being in Chicago, I, I'm going to say no right out of the gate, but is there any shot of CM Punk popping up on the show, whether it be... In the crowd, in the ring, you know, via fucking promo, via satellite, any chance we see CM Punk on Sunday? Um, I don't think so. I mean, like you said, maybe maybe he's in the crowd for a quick little, like little, uh, like Charlotte to do with NXT. But besides that, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I think they'll just avoid it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. I'm just gonna go with you and say no. But I mean, if there's any chance, it can kind of just be pan- like like panning to him in the crowd but besides that I I would say no and I feel like even that's far-fetched because again a lot of people you know I'm not going to be one of those people who says oh the deals with Fox and not WWE but I mean of course it is that doesn't mean that doesn't completely rule out the possibility of him coming back to the company at some point officially I'm not going to say I'm not going to be one of those morons that says that but at the same time though people have to remember this deal with Fox literally just came together fucking a week ago so the idea of him appearing back on WWE TV within, <laughs> within a week is like, come on. Like, there's a reason they came back on backstage and not on Raw or SmackDown. You know, why would I want to be a part of SmackDown when they're doing dumb shit like they are doing with uh, Corbin and Reigns right now? I'd be embarrassed to be a part of that product, no matter how much money they're paying me. Um, I, I think, if anything, if he comes back to WWE at some point, it will not be anytime soon. Unless they paid him a million dollars to just sit in the crowd and get the camera panned to him like you said which I think even that's unlikely. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. So for anyone, expecting, for anyone expecting him to come in and go after Brock or something and whatever for the music to hit, it's just setting themselves up for disappointment. If anything, not going to lie to you, I think there's a better shot that we hear CM Punk chants and then someone you know gets the mic and they can address it now because he's on Fox. So just say, hey, if you want to see Punk, fucking watch backstage. Otherwise, watch my fucking match, you marks. You know, something along those lines. Um, other than that, I do not think we will see him on Sunday or on Raw or TakeOver or whatever at any other point this weekend. Um, but that's it. That's our TakeOver and Survivor Series preview and predictions for this weekend. Any closing thoughts, RJ? Um, I think it should be like a decent show. I don't think it's me great, but I think, I think it'll show us with the NXT involvement has like a little bit more flair to it. But I mean... Like you said, the whole brand supremacy thing is kind of stupid. They they feud on Raw, but also on SmackDown's in town, so they gotta fight SmackDown off. Like, I think it's kind of just overdone at this point. And just like the matches should have the elimination matches should have some kind of like worth to them besides bragging rights. I think they're just stupid. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they should have some kind like the winning team. I mean, realistically, the winning the team. Uh, none of the teams have a champions on them, do they? I don't think they do. Um, no, right? No, they don't. No, yeah, because right. all the other champions are facing off, and even, even Cole's so, going to be in his own match. Be like, 
like winning team freaking gets a title match. Everyone on the team gets a guaranteed title match. And then, like, yeah. they just, like, fucking pick straws and it's like, oh, fuck, we got tag team title match. And I got U.S. title and one guy gets fucking championship. I mean, something, like, should be something for them to win. And besides, oh, we beat Smith our next two this year. And then no one gives a shit about it after the fact because it means nothing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the real, the best part about it is that you see people like the Street Profits at the end of Raw this week battling for Raw and facing the NXT guys. It's like, dude, you were just in the fucking brand a month ago. Like, and someone tried to pull the analogy like, oh, if you get traded halfway through the season in the NFL, you're not throwing out the game because you, you were once a part of that team. Dude, that makes no sense. I mean, obviously, no shit. It's fucking football. You know what I'm saying? Like, that makes no sense. I'm the biggest football well, fan in the world. Like it, made, it made no sense when the Lucha House Party came out and screwed over Andrade for no reason. <laughs> exactly. Made it absolutely no sense. No fucking sense like no shit you moron like of course they're not gonna do it. like sh- shut the fuck up with that logic like i would know i'm the biggest football fan in the world i watched the pats game on saturday and they won or sunday rather than they beat they beat the eagles good game <laughs> <laughs> gsm talking sports is literally my favorite <laughs> nascar, GSM, nascar, NASCAR yeah. is my favorite is, is my favorite but i mean a little football talk Amazing. I heard Reggie Bush was going to be on uh, backstage tonight, and I thought it, I thought he was someone from NASCAR, and I forgot that was Kyle Bush. Reggie Bush is a football player. Yeah, like Reggie Bush, uh, yeah, football player. Got, I'm, I'm football player. Following the Kaepernick situation, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it all right now, so I really got to, you know, I, I got to calm it down with my sports talk here on the show. But uh, did, did you did you know that Reggie Bush won the Heisman Trophy but got taken away because his parents got a uh, a free house and car from the University of Southern California. Did you know that? I did not know that. Fun fact here on Russell Rant Radio. Well, there you go. There you go. Mr. Marceau, the more, <laughs> the more you know. I love it. <laughs> Gotta have Mr. Marceau on more often for more sports talk. But uh, don't think I've forgotten. We are still due for an XFL game next year. I am going to an XFL game no matter what. I'll probably go to one of those abominations. But yeah, I'll probably be. I'll go to one of the games. I mean, I don't expect it to be too good, but... <laughs> I'm definitely down to go. The funny thing is that I've never been to an NFL game in a day in my entire life, yet you will see me show up at that XFL game with the hat, the shirt, the fucking pennant. I will wear all XFL gear and be the biggest football fan come game day. I am ready. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, like, they have, I mean, as promised, I mean, the the only real issue is they don't really have any, like, they don't really have any stars. I mean, it's not easy to build around. I mean, kind of dropouts and guys that couldn't make the NFL. So, I mean, how good could, how mm-hmm. good could the games really be? But, I mean, I'll definitely be watching. They have, they've paired up with the big sport network. So, I mean, they'll be showing on TV. So, yeah. they should have some, a decent following. But, I mean, other leagues have came and failed. So, yeah. I don't expect them to really have any, any Including their success. own. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. We, we shall see. But, when it comes to XFL, though, I mean, I heard, I was talking to someone about it the other day. They had said these players get paid like shit is that correct have you heard that at all or no yeah they don't get paid well i mean define paid like shit i mean i mean it's not like they're not getting paid like nfl players okay okay yeah yeah. 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 i think it's like they have like a tiered system and like depending on how i guess good you are you get paid more i guess so it's like the star players in quotations because they really don't have any stars get paid the most and then down and downward i mean they're, they're all owned by the they're all owned by like the company that vince mcmahon the alpha entertainment so i mean 
it's not like they can all get paid a lucrative, like a lucrative deal so they all have the money for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, I don't really see it really going too far, but I mean, anything's possible, I guess. What's more likely, RJ? Not saying that either of these scenarios will happen. We'll end on this, though. More likely that XFL picks up Antonio Brown or more likely that NFL takes him back? More likely NFL takes him back. Really? You think so? Yes. And what team does he end up on? Um, Pats again or somewhere else? Um, I'll say somebody else, but not the Patriots. I mean, you got to think of it like you just said, that XFL is paying players shittily. Yeah. So he's going to go to the NFL and make more money. Would he be back by next season? I mean, this this whole thing is still fresh from a couple months ago. Yeah, he should come back. I'm, I'm assuming he'll be next year. I don't see him come back this year. He's uh, stuck his foot in his mouth too many times. So <laughs> I, I, I would say next year, but, I mean, there's always someone desperate enough to take someone back. The, the, actually, the NFL really doesn't have any standards. I mean, yeah. you can commit crimes and they really don't care. So, I mean, <laughs> they could take him back. That's good to know. Is he? Is he, would you say he's called damage good? Is he damage good at this point or no? Uh, well, you said they might take him back, so you never know, I guess, right? I mean, I would say he's like it's not like he's washed up, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, well, as a I player, would, yeah. If I was a team, I wouldn't want him back because he's just really, really, really bad publicity. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see. I would love to go to an XFL game, and then he pops up at the very end, like the big fucking CM Punk entrance at backstage. That's really what I'm paying to see more than anything else. Jesus and Kaepernick <laughs> and Kaepernick too. Why not? They'd have the best publicity in the world. XFL, no, no worse than their own. So I mean, I can't say I'd be surprised. But hey, I'll be waiting for that XFL game come uh, come uh, season. I think when does it start? February, right after the Super Bowl. Is that right? After the Super Bowl. Okay. Is it like the week after? Is it like right afterward? It's the week after. Okay, that's what I thought. I think they're going to New York. I don't know if they're playing in MetLife or somewhere around there. I don't remember. But they're playing in MetLife. Oh, they are playing in MetLife. Okay, I know there's a game in February. There's like, hmm, good to know. No, I wonder how much tickets are, but we'll see. Because uh, they're cheap. I don't think you're gonna have to worry about that. Well, that's good. Well, after the fucking nightmare that I had at last at last time, I mean, you didn't, but I did. I don't know if I'm. I think I'm scarred for life in terms of ever going back there again. Why? What happened? I got home in 10 minutes. <laughs> you piece of shit. I'm like, dude, I'm still here. I was there till 2.30. You're like, I was asleep 20 minutes after I left the stadium. I drove there. <laughs> I was like, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the more you know. Well, Mr. Marceau, before we go off the air, obviously people can find you on the Twitter machine at RJ underscore Marceau. And that's about it, right? That's all the plugs. That's all the plugs. Then they're right off into the sunset. Brother, great talking. I'll catch your ass down the road. All right, see you later, As for me, folks, you can find me on the socials at WrestleRan on Facebook as well, facebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews, and also on YouTube, youtube.com backslash C backslash Matthews. If you want to check out full episodes of WrestleRant Radio, you can do so every single Thursday right here on NextAirWrestling.net, but also on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Podbean. We're all over the place, baby, so subscribe today, rate the show, review the show. All the support of the show is greatly appreciated. Right here on WrestleRant Radio next Thursday. I think next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Believe it or not, we will have a special Thanksgiving episode on tap for you fine folks next week. 
If I can't find time to record either on Thursday or before that, maybe the episode will be pushed. The episode might be pushed till Friday. We'll soon see. But uh, as of right now, I am planning to put up an episode on Thanksgiving itself. Maybe not recording that day. Might be just a quick review of Survivor Series a few days in advance going up on Thursday. Again, we will soon see. Until then, guys, have a great rest of your week slash weekend. I'm Graham Chiesa Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the road. Hey,